Am I Reister or am I wrong? Colleges cutting sports and then blaming it on coronavirus is gross. It was just the easy way out of something they already wanted to do. Reds broadcaster Tom Brenneman. He shouldn't be fired yet, but he needs to take his medicine. Big Ten parents, they organize a boycott, sort of, but what were they trying to accomplish? And is there a college football cover-up? And what was my greatest pain as a child? Am I Reister or am I wrong? I'm probably Reister, but if not, leave a comment because this is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, fire. Facts only. Check your feelings at the door. This isn't the place for the left, the right, snowflakes, or social justice warriors, and absolutely no BS. I keep it 100. Make sure you leave a five-star rating wherever you're listening to podcasts, or if you're watching it on YouTube, give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. You want to get a hold of me, GWPodcast at unafraidshow.com. Make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating. And if you want to listen to me as well, you can listen to the Pac-12 Apostles podcast or uh, Sundays on Fox Sports Radio, Sirius 83, 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific, and then some weekdays filling in, like tonight, uh, 7 to 11 p.m. And we're still giving away those $50 Amazon gift cards. Make sure that you leave a rating, tweet it out to me, and tag me, and you are entered. We are going to start today. Bunch of colleges. uh, Well, a couple already, but there's going to be a bunch of colleges who are going to be announcing cuts of multiple sports. No, they're not going to cut uh, basketball or football or baseball or anything like that. They are going to cut Olympic sports. This includes things like uh, what went on at Stanford, where they cut uh, field hockey, men's and women's fencing, uh, rowing, uh, men's rowing, co-ed sailing, squash, synchronized swimming, men's volleyball and wrestling. Those are the things that they cut. And in Iowa, Iowa just announced that they were going going to discontinue four sports after the 2021 season, including men's gymnastics, men's and women's swimming and diving and men's tennis. This is disgusting and disgraceful. It's the easy way out of what they already wanted to do because colleges, their athletic departments have been living on credit. They're living hand to mouth, paycheck to paycheck, despite having huge, enormous hundreds, sometimes hundreds of millions of dollars of budgets per year. The fact that they may not be able to survive one season without money and saying that we need to make all these drastic cuts everywhere highlights a major problem. Coronavirus has highlighted that and they're trying to blame it on coronavirus. But in reality, they had already built a house of cards and now it's crumbling down. The fact that you can have programs that bring in at least a hundred million dollars, some of them two hundred million dollars in revenue each and every year, but have no or very little saved for a rainy day is irresponsible. If you did that in your own personal finance, people would say you get what you get. Don't try to blame anybody else for it. That's what schools have done. 
They have built their economies with the assumption that unpaid labor will provide them infinite cash flows, that this system will go on forever. The actual college in and of itself has done the exact same thing. They, they've said the, these government loans that they'll never end, that people will it, keep signing up to rack up all this debt. And now it's crumbling. It's coming, crashing down right before their eyes because student loans and people's willingness to get them and be crippled in debt is changing. And the idea that athletes would continue to sign up for this system without demanding change, that they would just lose legal fight after legal fight until it eventually crumbled. Yep, that's not happening. And that's why you've had the Pac-12 players united. The Big Ten players have said that they've wanted things and they've wanted representation, which means a code name for they want money. Because if they have representation in terms of a union, then they can demand a share of either revenue, name, image, and likeness rights. They can negotiate for video games, any things like that. Because it's an inherent problem when you have colleges who have billions of dollars in their endowment. I mean, up to, you know, Stanford's got like 27, $30 billion in its endowment. But then their athletic departments are cash poor. The system is busted. I know the endowment money is earmarked for different things, but just, just take it into example. If you're bringing in hundreds of millions of dollars and the way the budgets work is they just want to spend every single dollar the way then they can protect amateurism and say, look, there's no money here. We, we built a new slide. We refurbished the, the locker room, even though we did it two years ago. They do not want any money to be left. That way next year they have more money to spend. But that is fiscally irresponsible. But it goes into the code of protecting amateurism, which is the biggest thing. And that is what has made college sports coming back so untenable. That's why you're going to have the ACC, Big 12, and the, and the SEC all probably shut down. If they get one game in, I will be in college football. I will be surprised, more than surprised. I will be absolutely floored because with no representation. Well, they have said that the they have worked in secrecy. They have not given the players an opportunity to generate any money. And they have not given them an opportunity to negotiate about their safety that is the problem but we're going to get into more of college football in just a few minutes uh on to tom brenneman the long-term reds and fox sports broadcaster tom brenneman he was suspended by the team on wednesday for uttering a homophobic homophobic slur as he was on air mind you i don't think he knew he was on air because it was a hot mic situation and he also, he came out and apologized. He apologized during the broadcast after everything. He was contrite. It was a solid apology. He probably should have named the offended party, the LBGTQ community, before he named uh, Fox and everybody else and everybody else who signs his checks. He should have named them first. But aside from that, he owned it. Awesome apology in the terms of apologies. 
you could not have asked for anything more. He said, I made a terrible mistake to the LBGTQ community and to all those that I have hurt or offended from the bottom of my heart. I'm truly sorry. I respectfully ask for your grace and forgiveness. So the question is, should he be fired? Cancel culture will tell you absolutely fire him, exile him. He should never work again. Um, but that's the expectation of perfection, right? And at this point, I say, no, the man should not be fired yet. There is a difference. I want to quickly divert for a second. I believe that there is a difference between people who are racist, homophobic, any other is that you want. And there is a difference between them and people who use their words callously and carelessly because they've had a refusal to change to the world around them. They're like, oh, the world's changing. I can still do these things because I don't hate these people. Well, you don't have to hate them, but you can be in a position where you are doing something that is offensive to other people. That is warranted. Mind you, there are situations where people are way too sensitive about things, but you have to be willing to change at this point in time. Well, at every point in time, you had to change something. But at this point in time, this is something that is not going to be tolerated and should not be tolerated at all. But the answer is not just canceling Tom Brenneman. It's not firing Tom Brenneman. It's the change of his heart and his behavior. I'm a person that believes that love conquers everything and he needs to spend some time listening and understanding the people that he hurt, not just people screaming at him, telling him, oh, you know what you did? Here's what it is. Yeah, no, no. Look at the Deshaun Jackson and Julian Edelman situation where Deshaun Jackson posted some anti-Semitic stuff on his Instagram. Julian Edelman then offered to take him to synagogues, learn about Jews, all of that, and then voluntarily said, I'll go to the National Museum of African American History and Culture, understand more things about, uh, about the black culture and black experience here in America that I did not understand. So with that being said, that does not mean that Tom Brenneman does not have to take his medicine. You just don't get to walk back in the next day like nothing happened. It doesn't work like that. There are consequences. Just because you get forgiveness doesn't mean that you are immune to consequences. If you cheat on your wife, you can't just walk back in the next day and act like everything's going to be fine and normal. You crash your car. It takes time to get it fixed. You got to go down to the rental car place. Your rental car is not as good because your windows aren't tinted. Your sound system's not right. Everything's not set the way you want it. And you have to, and Tom Brenneman is going to have to understand, and so does everybody else, that if Fox doesn't want him back right now, if they're going to send him down to the minor leagues for a bit, allow him to get himself together, yeah, there is a path to redemption back. Listen, Jesus used everybody, come as you are, but you got to get yourself right and the back end. But that leads me to this. Uh, as a broadcaster, as somebody who is does live television, live radio, any of that, the scariest thing in the whole world is a hot mic. 
you not knowing that because somebody clicked a button somewhere on accident or didn't click a button on accident that what you're saying privately between whoever that you're in studio with is being broadcast over the radio. Duh, buddy, buddy, buddy. That is the most terrifying thing in the world. I tell you, it gives me fear and trepidation all the time. And I'm not even a dude that's saying stuff that Tom Brenneman is saying. What if my, my wife walked in right now and we were having a conversation and I don't think I'm on air? That'd be kind of embarrassing. And it is terrifying. And also that there were used to, well, when I first got in radio, my partner then, Brett Winterbull, he told me about stories about broadcasters having their bought that their bosses would have them wired up to their offices the way they could hear what they were saying during breaks about them. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Um, next thing up, I read a tweet and it just like landed in my spirit. Dude, it just landed in my spirit as a kid who grew up, didn't grow up with, with money, grew up wanting everything from, you know, Jordans, which I, I think I only had one pair until I was an adult. Like who wanted all these nice things. The thing that I really wanted the most was, was responded by this tweet. Well, was talked about in this tweet. Here's the tweet. Y'all ever been at a scholastic book fair with no money? That's real pain. And it just took me back when I was a kid, seeing that scholastic paper coming uh, by that you, you, you send it home and you know you ain't got no money to buy nothing there. You go to the book fair, they got everything from Mad Libs to what a uh, goosebumps or whatever it is that you like to read. You ain't getting nothing from, from there. That is real pain. Um, but speaking of parents though, because my, my, my parents were great parents. They did the best they could in the situation, but we, we just didn't have money. Um, but moving on to even more parents, you have the big 10 parents, uh, big 10 conference parents. And so parents from Nebraska, Iowa, other colleges, they showed up, they organized a protest to show up at the Big Ten headquarters. These people have written letters, they've sent emails, because they are demanding answers. But what are they planning to accomplish? What are they planning to accomplish? They want to meet with Kevin Warren. They want answers from Kevin Warren, Big Ten commissioner. And if I were him, I would not meet with these 30 parents that showed up. 30. Because if you meet with these 30 parents, then you have to show up, meet with every pair of 30 parents that show up. I mean, he already put out another statement about why the Big Ten shut down, released more information, which he said he should have done in the beginning. Uh, that their uh, Justin Fields, Ohio State quarterback, his protest, I mean, sorry, his petition doesn't matter any of that because Kevin Warren already said, the vote by the Big Ten Council of Presidents and Chancellors was overwhelmingly in support of postponing fall sports and will not be revisited. Like, there's a reason why the schools aren't fighting this. Like, there were more media members covering the protest than it was parents out there showing up. I get it. As a parent, I, I want answers. And the Big Ten should have been transparent from the beginning like the Pac-12 was. That's why people aren't, aren't mad at the Pac-12. People will say, oh, people just don't care about football as much. It, it should be about public health. But we want what we want at the end of the day. But Kevin Warren is a black man. 
And I am wondering this because people say, oh, George, you're, 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 you're pulling the race car, this or that. Okay, but hear me out for a minute. It's a legitimate question. Do you think that Kevin Warren being black has any influence on how people see this situation? Because I, I do believe that most people are well-intentioned in this situation, that they want to see the right thing done, that they want to know why their kid can't play while other conferences are playing. Cool. Makes sense. But I do think that there is a portion of that Big Ten country, those Big Ten fans that don't like a black man in charge first thing, and then a black man telling them that they can't do what they really want to do. And mind you, he's just a face. He didn't vote. The presidents and the chancellors voted. But it is something uncomfortable about a black man telling them what to do. That's just a fact. So think about that for a second, because I do believe that that plays a factor in how big the revolt has been by some of these Big Ten fans and by some of the parents. Yes, I know some of the parents that showed up were, were, were black. I saw a black man in the picture. That goes into the people who were well-intentioned and just want answers. But I do believe that his skin color and his race do play a factor in how people are taking this news. But that's what's wrong with college sports, though. They didn't, they weren't transparent because they are protecting amateurism. They're used to just telling everybody what to do and nobody being bothered to, to, to step up and fight what they're saying, which I do agree with the parents on. Transparency is king. And that's why I have already said that that's part of the reason why college sports aren't back in my five-point plan. The players need an association or a union because they need representation. And that's why the leagues are not back. If they had established safety and health protocols, testing, compensation plan, if somebody gets injured, sick, or anything like that, upfront about eligibility, medical expenses, what happens if you opt out, transfers, when and under what scenarios the season would or would not be canceled, they would play. That's why the MLB, the NFL may be back, and the NBA is out there playing because all these things were talked about and transparent up front. That's the problem. Too many cooks in the kitchen. And here's my parting shot for the day. Is there a college football cover-up? So Alicia Jessup tweeted out that uh, another NCAA athlete has been diagnosed with myocarditis after they had after he had COVID-19, bringing the bringing the total up. So you've already had. The Big Ten say that they've had almost a dozen cases and about myocarditis that it may range from completely recover from complete recovery to end stage heart failure and is responsible for five to 20 percent of sudden deaths in young athletes. That's kids. It starts around 15, 16 years old when they when they fall out. That's usually why enlarged heart and all that. And the only way to. Um, the only way to diagnose it is with an echocardiogram. Those are expensive, which is a heart ultrasound. They are expensive and they usually don't even get done until a negative event happens to a kid. So all of these kids who have had COVID would need echocardiograms. And that's the problem with college sports. 
they're not as rel relatively available as they are in pro sports because they're so expensive. And then trickle down to high school sports, how does that work? So is there a cover-up? Because I've heard from a few players that, that they're wondering what is going on at their school. And that makes me wonder, will the schools be transparent about these numbers, even though it may cause a season delay? Florida State players speaking out. Colorado State, North Carolina shut down. Notre Dame online classes. Michigan, uh, Michigan State on online classes. There's a reason why they are doing this. Something is up, and I'm wondering, is there a cover-up? Am I Reister or am I wrong? Catch you on Monday.